So we should dedicate this to the recovery of Yosef Shapiro. And also consoles, is there is money for him. Why, why, why there is money for, for the people of Costco? So uh, we, um, we're still struggling with the Paraduma, the red heifer, <laughs> in which the uh, Gemara says that uh, it has a unique ability out of all the issues in Kodshim and Taras, to be metaher the tmeim and tome to her, meaning that it's not just like by the Mitzorah or by when someone is tome and the Kohen makes him Toro. Here, the, the, whoever is making him Tahor becomes Tomei. What does that mean? So, B'sforim Bakdoshim, including the Be'er Ma'im Chaim, the Slonimus says, Herich Levaya Inyan Shreif HaSaparah HaRamezes Kiyudu They go into the uh, background and the backstory of the burning of the red heifer uh, that is hinted, as we um, have said before, on the notion of redness being strict justice. In today's Krista Tippett, she was uh, interviewing two theologians that um, uh, are talking about Martin Luther King's notion of love. One of them said, Un- unremitting suffering is redemptive. And the other one said, he's an iman, he says, we never beg for justice, because we've got issues. <laughs> we don't ask for justice. But the Lord is just and merciful. But we always ask for mercy. I thought that was a very interesting. You never ask for din. The me- we ask for the Midas Adin to step up and the Midas Arachimim to sit down on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. Here, the Shreif Sapara has to do with this notion of strict justice. Let's begin in Psalm uh, 89. Kiyomati Olam Chesed This is a very foundational proof text within Chasidut that the basic foundation of the natural world comes from Chesed, even though we see it's, it's the, the survival of the fittest, fittest and it's dog-eat-dog dog, and big fish eat lower fish. But the, the, the Olam, the world itself, is built on Chesed. It's an enormous claim. Pirish, you call Brias Olam, Chesed. So then he says the pirush, meaning it doesn't mean literally that that's not what we see in nature, but that the entire creation, the purpose of it is l'tov l'chesed, for good and for kindness. Because um, God's intent is always to do good to the other. Therefore, God created the world as, again, foundational, it's not original, uh, in order to, to bring goodness to his creatures. And so, we then have the problem of theodicy. What is the issue of undeserved suffering, unmerited suffering? We know that there is suffering. So he makes the claim that this eventually, or is, for the good. It's big machlokas. It's not a machlokas, but the Kumar brings two ideas of, of bad things happening to good people. One is Nachum Ishgamzu, remember, and he goes and there's a chest of dirt and he's about to be killed, but he keeps saying it's Gamzu Latova, and it turns out when the Caesar throws up the dirt at his enemies, he kills them, it's magic dirt, right? So that is that, that um, in the suffering, everything that's happening to me, Gamzu Latova, meaning in the bad, there is good. Whereas Rabbi Akiva, who, who is refused 
entrance to the motel in his town and has a donkey and a rooster and so he goes outside and that night um, the wind blows out his fire the rooster runs away and the donkeys get stolen and he says whatever is good whatever is happens to me is for the best and the next morning it turns out that the city was conquered had they seen the light he would have been destroyed and the rooster would have crowed and the donkey neighed so that's a different type that means it is bad that's happening to me. I'm in the dark. I have no rooster to wake me up and the donkey to drive me tomorrow. So it is bad. But the outcome will be good. The subtle difference between Nachum Ish Gamzu, that whatever is happening right now in the bad is bad, is good. And Rabbi Akiva's notion is, no, no, bad is bad. But the eventuality will be for my good. It's two different things. So it's, it's, it's unclear here, but he says, Gamkein rak tova. The bad stuff, is it, is it bad? And there, but it's eventually for the purpose of good? On the other. We discussed this two weeks ago that a person has to be So the Gemara is definitely saying evil is evil and good is good. But when evil happens to you, you have to say the Bracha, thank you God for the evil, like you say it for the good. Why? It's evil. Ah, but his intent is for my good. So the Gemara is definitely siding with Rabbi Akiva. Upirish Rashi, besimcha. What does it mean to be mavorech? It's not just pay lip service, but you have to have an emotional attitude of simcha. The way you make a bracha. So you just got whacked and you lost your bank account or you got, you know, in the car accident. You have to be mavorech ala rab. So we do, we bench goma. But it's still a bracha and you have to say it with simcha. Who's on that madrega? Who's on that spiritual level that he can be happy? Okay, you have to make a bracha, you know, like Leibowitz said, you are mitzuve, you are commanded. You don't have to have any emotions attached to it, right? The ultimate brisker. Here he's saying, no, you have to have simcha. How is it possible a person can have simple when bad stuff is happening to him? So he brings the moshal, the parable of a man who's deathly sick. And so this big specialist comes to heal him from his sickness. However, how is it going to be? Maybe in those days there wasn't ether and there wasn't anesthetic, so you had to go through an operation. You have to be cut open. That requires suffering the knife. The surgeon plies his steel knife to resolve the enigma of the fever chart. You read T.S. Eliot's Easter Cocker? Oh my God. Right? So he's cutting you. <laughs> so the metaphor, very common metaphor, Baba Chereba uses it a lot when he talks about the Holocaust, that, that, that we needed surgery. Um, that anyone with any ounce of knowledge knows that the doctor isn't doing it because he's a sadist. I would argue with that, but most people are doing it for the sake of the Hippocratic Oath to help people. His kavana as a physician 
is for your benefit. I mean, he's cutting you open. In any other situation, he would be liable for assault. But in this situation, uh, even with your signed consent, <laughs> he is helping you. And through this suffering, he saved his life. So he's using that medical metaphor as somehow explaining theodicy, the notion that bad things happen to good people. Not only that, he's full of simcha because he's, he's happy. Thank you, doctor, for cutting me and causing me such pain because... Uh, um, you saved my life. That's only someone who has a bar das. He understands. He's not a country bumpkin and goes, what's he doing? He's cutting me. No, he's a bar das. He knows it's for his ultimate good. If you don't have that knowledge that it's being done for your own good, or you're a child, then you will look at the yusurim, the suffering that is being put on you, uh, full of, uh, of rage. You'll have resentment and rage against the person in the white coat who's doing this to you. Now the nimshal is The same thing is required to bring to the table that das when you see bad stuff happening in the world because you have to know that the big doctor in the sky is only interested tachlis habriya. Not now, but the ultimate goal of the Bria, the tachlis of the Bria, is for your benefit. So if you're not a bardas, how come you're not a bardas? Ah, you're full of gashmias and you're involved in the real world and you not overcome your base urges. And therefore, you come into a state of spiritual decline and spiritual sickness. So God gives the chesed of this suffering in order that he can take the aura chesed once more. So the, the function of suffering is to a wake-up call for you who is steeped in and addicted to this world and therefore your eyes are just completely blinded to the truth. Broken. So that... The rabbi said yesterday, broken. Yeah. So that um, you can then... That chesed that he's giving you that's so painful, you can then makabel hashpa'at or a chesed. So when he says in Posuk in the Tilim 89, that the world is based on chesed, it's not that the world operates, the operating system is chesed. No, there's din, there's suffering. But the olam chesed yibone is in the future, yibone. It will end up that everything that was done turned out to be for the healing of the sick person. And even the bad stuff that happens in the world, in their insights, meaning their ultimate purpose, it's in order to refine the person and save him in order that he can receive this great exalted influence from above, which he's now blind to. 
to hochiach shom shabetzem ayisurim heim chesigolol. So it is proven, therefore, that beetzem, uh, in its essence, the yisurim is a big chesed. It's a wake-up call. And I have to admit that in my life, the worst things that ever happened to me turned out as either wake-up calls, or character refinements or openings to, to new windows and new paths that I never would have had because had I not suffered them. If I look back, right? If I look back. In it, it was just horrific. Because he's a good guy and he suffers alongside us and in our travails, he also feels empathy. As it says in Sanhedrin 46, when a man is complaining and he's in pain in his shoulder or in his head, the Shekhinah is also saying, Oi, I have a migraine. Oi, I have uh, shoulder pain. So when he talks about the, the ultimately it will be good, is he, is he referring to Olam Haba? No, I don't think so. Or is he talking so. about I the ultimate redemption of the Jewish people? I, d- I don't know. Redemption. He's saying that the, the function of the, of the Bria... Um, and because of his great empathy, he is even willing to suffer alongside her. Okay, next paragraph. Now, with this base of understanding of the role of Yasurin, now let's understand the mysterious ritual of the red heifer. The connection is that all the suffering that um, a person suffers and all the harsh judgments that are are being lowered on him from above, the source of all of them has to do with the union of Tumah. Tumah and Tara is different to Kadosh, and Chol. Kadosh and Chol is a vertical access of sacred and profane. So there are levels of sacred people going Levi Yisrael, sacred time, Yom Kippur, Rosh Hashanah, Musaf Yom Kippur, um, Shabbos, Yom Tov, Rosh Chodesh, Day, and place, right? Kodshe Kodshim, uh, Azorah, Harabais, Yerushalayim, Eretz Yisrael, Chutzlech Yisrael. So in these levels, that's a vertical axis of Kodesh and Chol. There's also a horizontal axis of Tuma and Tara. Tuma and Tara has to do with life and death. Animals that are uh, animals of, um, of prey. A dead person is Tomei, right? The, the Kohen cannot be, make himself Tomei. So that is a, is a horizontal access of purity laws. So that when a person is steeped in an addiction or in this world of Gashmias, there is a mythic person behind all that, and that's called the Sitra Achra, meaning that's the dark forces of the world. So that the world is split into the light forces and the dark forces. And um, actually, as it says right in the very first Star Wars, Right? I am around, I surround, what is the force? I surround the force and I in, in, inhabit the force right at the end. It's straight out of the Tanya. <laughs> and that dark force, right, is what 
he is being attracted to. That is, the addiction that's pulling you is that dark force. So in it, when you are attached to that sitra akhra, to that dark force, so then you attract the uh, yasurim and the tumor. It comes on you. It descends on you. And so the Eitzah, he doesn't say, he doesn't say it's a magical thing, but it really is. He says Eitzah, you know, he's very litvish, it's very rational. The Eitzah, the, the help, the trufa, the medicine, the surgery that I give you to get out of this uh, being completely subjugated to uh, the um, tuma is the burning of the cow. Take this red cow. The redness of the cow in Kabbalah refers to the very strong influence of the dinim. Redness is always din. In Kabbalah, that poro remembers the par dinim. Poro stands for the gematria. Of uh, 280 dinim That's all Kabbalah. The color The halacha is that the red heifer cannot even have two black hairs. It has to be totally red. It has to be parat aduma tmima. Tomim means it has to be perfect in its din. <coughs> there can be no mitigation of mercy as you burn this thing. There has to be no blemish. It means there can be no let up in the. You are nailed to the cross. There's no way off it. There's no possibility of escape. That's what he's talking about. And nevertheless, nevertheless, the overcoming of this dinim in their essence is the concept of Olam Chesed Yibone. How does that work? It's so paradoxical. So it's not just you're doing the ritual of the red heifer. But it is that the red heifer represents the dinim that are coming on you, and your response to them, and this is the this is the the spiritual work that is enormously difficult, is lekabel ba'ahava, to receive the dinim ba'ahava. That is the um, that is the spiritual work that goes along with the Srefas Hapora. It's no longer, you can't just be a bystander and watch that happening on your behalf. The dinim and the redness of the Pora reflects in the fact that you have to be makabel those, what that metaphor of the Pora is. How do you do that in the middle when you're taking away your business and your mortgage and, your, and you've lost your everything, right? How do you makabel something like that? So here we come to this very Hasidic notion that you can actually switch around uh, din to chesed 
you can mum tick the din, it comes already from the Arizal, the sweetening of the jam, that's what the Rebbe's do. You go to a Rebbe and you give him a pidgin because he's able to do that for you, which you can't do. He's able to mum tick the din, to sweeten the harsh judgments. So the Slonim Rebbe says that this is the Inyan of the burning of the power. Lisro et koladinim, to literally burn the redness, which is paradoxical, right? You're taking the din, which is fire, which is hot, which is red, which is an inflammation, and you're actually, instead of giving Tylenol for the fever, you're accentuating it, and we used to do that in people who had typhus and in people who had certain diseases. You'd actually accentuate the fever to kill the bugs. Okay. Now, next paragraph, he tells us about the paradox and the uniqueness of why is it that the that the that that poraduma that works to 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 be metahe the tome actually causes a tome in the person who's there. Meaning the doctor who's giving the antibiotic now becomes infected with the virus. When a person believes that he has this aspect of Tumor, then what happens? So then all the Dinim themselves are um, switched paradoxically around in order to be Letaher the Tome. So even though the cow represents Dinim, she now in her Shrefer is coming to paradoxically, we should have taken something blue and water and pour it over you, Mayim, some Mayim ritual. No, we're burning the cow. We're actually making it worse. And that paradoxically um, transforms in order to be Metahe the Tome. And so, obviously, that which is Tomei and the Sitra Achra is the most distant from the divine. Um, and Oror can never be connected with Baruch. So for him, it's a highly psych- a psychological thing. What's going on in the mystery of the Srefa Sapporo, because he's such a 20th century psychologist, is actually going on in your mind. The work that is being done to be Metahe the Tome has to be your emuna that it's God's rotson to be good to you in your suffering. Very, very interesting psychological point here that the work that I have to do to get rid of the tumor is very much a psychological switcheroo that even though I am suffering, I believe that the Rabboni Shalom is doing this for my best. Last paragraph. Now why, in the very last thing, he says, why is it called Zos Chukas HaToyer? should have said Zos Chukas HaPoro. It's a choik that has to do with Poro HaDumer. Maduak siv Zos Chukas HaToyer, velo Chukas HaPoro. Ochein zu Chuka klolis bechol mashenugel Yehudi v'Torah He's saying this is such a paradigm, this idea, this metaphor, that I have to deepen into my suffering. 
and be makabel ben be'ahava is such a is such a foundational metaphor that the Torah is saying that this ritual of the para aduma actually applies to every mitzvah in the Torah. And that whatever happens to you in your life that is negative, that the general recommendation for when dinim and the sitra achra grabs you, whether it's outside or inside you, I told you once the metaphor in the Zohar that the king invites um, a, a, a woman of ill repute to test his son whether he's worthy for the for the crown. And he tells her, I want you to put all the lipstick and makeup on and meet him in the marketplace and I want you to seduce him. And she says on the way to the marketplace, what do I do? I want to fulfill the king's will. So I've dressed up and I've ponced myself up. On the other hand, I want to fail because I want him to be ro'u'i lemalchus. I want him to survive and withstand the trial, right? So the Zoya says, that's the Sitra Sitra is just doing the bidding of the divine. It's not something independent. It's a very interesting view of, of uh, a Gnostic world that we would think is split between good and evil. No, that's Shtei Rishuyas, that's Zoroastrian. Ultimately, what is happening here is that the tachlis of all the dinim and the sitra achra is the tachlis hatikun, is to make the reparation and the fixing. The hamaka atzma he hertia, and the maka atzma, of course, is painful. And then, built in to the suffering and the pain built into the creation of that is that in its pnimius it, it comes to be metaher the tmeim. So you're going through the fire, you're nailed to the cross, you are put through all this this suffering that we call life, then the, um, the emuna is that he only wants it for my good, for my best intention, and it has the power to be metaher tmeim. It has that power to purify and to refine my character. I think it's a dazzling slonomer in the sense that he's so, he takes on head on the whole problem of theodicy and in a post-Holocaust world, what else do we consider and what else do we think about? And as we get more distant from the Holocaust, we're able to somehow give it a frame and maintain our theology, if we can, and to see that everything that happens to us somehow built into creation uh, is this holographic image of the uh, good fighting the evil, but within the evil itself, ultimately, there must be the matara of goodness.